And you're listening to The Other Southerners. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Alrighty, righty, and you guys, welcome back to the other Southerners. You're listening to our episode two. Yay! You already know who it is. I'm Jamila Southern Heat. She's a Heather from Houston, Texas. And I'm Makai Hemphill, Dallas Diamond. Pronouns he, him, they, them. And yeah, I don't have a cool nickname just yet, but we're gonna get there. You know, Dallas Diamond is cool. Y'all saw diamonds in the true rough. Oh, we're not gonna go to <laughs> that's not this episode. You know, about to talk shade on Dallas. We'll do a pros and cons of our cities a different day. A different day, because if we're gonna be real, Dallas is expensive, honey. Let's be real. Expensive and still broke. All right, okay. but <laughs> today we're gonna start with a little game. Yeah, Kinda a simple. game. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna go. Tell me about it. I have your number. You do. I know. Surprisingly. You you I don't was... blow my phone up enough, actually. I wish you caught me more. Oh. Okay. Hold on. We're going to get to it. <laughs> so, I'm going to text you the lyrics. Okay. So, you have your phone. I do. I'm going to text you the lyrics. You're going to read them out loud. And then, I'm going to give you 10 messages. 10 messages. Okay. How many messages it takes you to figure out what the song is, is how many points deducted. From the overall score. Yeah. So out, out of 10 points. Yeah. So if I get it on the, wait, so if I get on the first line, do I get 10 points? Yeah. Or, okay. And then the second line is when I start getting deducted. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I can do this game. At least I know I can get zero points. Like if I get it at the very end, at least I still come up with 10 points. Yeah. Oh, no, you get the one point. What? Because it's like. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how you going to feel me. Okay, Lisa, you're not an engineering major. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, why you're in HR? <laughs> you know what? All Kiss right, my ass. So, Send me a message, man. Send me a message. Okay. Here's the first one. Okay. Uh oh. You sent one? Oh, was that coming? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that was me. Okay. Baby, I see you working hard. Baby, I see you working hard. Um, okay. Send me another one. I don't know. Is it gonna do a double time like that? I oh I want to let you know I'm proud. It's a song now. Baby, I see you working hard. I wanna let you know I'm working proud. Hold on, let's see. Are you ready for the third one? Send me the third one. Let you know that I admire what you do. I feel like I know this. Once you find out what it is, you're gonna be like, "Because I can." I feel like I'm slowly starting to hear it, but I'm not catching. What is it? Maybe I see you working hard. Maybe I see you working hard. I want to let you know I'm proud. Let you know that I admire what you do. I pray no one's listening to this and they got it on the first one. They're like, "Are you kidding me right now? How do you not know what this is?" Oh, you don't make yourself hear it for the fourth one? Yeah, because I'm already losing points. I don't care. Okay, cool. The more I need to reassure you. What? Ah! Come on, because these lyrics sound so familiar. This is an old song, isn't it? Wait, what I kind know. Of, wait, okay, wait, wait. Help me out, help me out. Before you send the next one, help me out. What kind of like, what would you say the category of this is? We should do that next time. We should do like a category. Okay, category is, um, this is like themed after. So, for you all, I don't know, probably you can tell now, our audio always has. Vastly improved since our pilot. Yes, we sound so much Makai better. Because my car has been working so hard. Aww. And I was like, this is a song for you. This is a song. Okay. Okay. 
So it's in theme of that. Yeah. It's in theme of my hard work. Yeah. Baby, I see you working hard. I want to, oh, first of all, in that case, I feel so this, is so, this is a love poem to me now. I love it. Yeah. Baby, I see you working hard. I want to let you know I'm proud. Let me, let you know that I admire what you do. Is this a Beyonce song? Is it? The more I need, this is a Beyonce song. That's why I sound so familiar. Ah, what is it? See the next line. I don't care. Because I need to, it's the core. My life would be purposeless without you. Oh, 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 oh. Yo, whoa, no, 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 no. Because it's the one that people was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one where she sit him down and be doing all that shit, ain't it? She be taking care of a nigga on this song, ain't it? That's this song. Fuck. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? I know, I do not know this song, man. I do not know this song. I promise no. Because I got into B, like, I wasn't a B fan as soon as she was, like, going up. Like, I wasn't an old B fan. I was, like, I was, like, the, the, the four. You say what? Trivial. Oh, whatever. Get over it. I was a four listener. I was a self-titled album listener. Eliminated, obviously. But I don't think, I don't, yeah. I kind of got into her, her uh, B-Day album, but not much of it. Mm. I know that's her classics. I know, I know if John was here. John would eat this up right now because you know. John, where are you? You're supposed to be in the first pew. Okay, I'm giving up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to know it. I promise you. Okay. You can go ahead and send me the next line, I guess. This is the sixth one. If I want it, God. My life would be purposeless. I want to borrow one. I feel like this. I know. Bro, John, I want you to know I feel betrayed by the fact that you aren't here right now because you know what throw this on me. She know damn well I want to know this song too. You said give you something easy. I feel like this is easy. But, and it is easy because it's B and I should know this because I feel like this is B. It's B. It's got to be is B. Is it B? Is it not B? If it's not B, bro, the kids are going to eat me up. <laughs> if it's not me, all of my friends that used to know me as like the Beehive president are going to be like, cancel this nigga. Hey, you ready for seven? No, just give me the title. I, 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 forfeit, I forfeit the race. Okay. I give up. Tell me what it is. Cater to you, Destiny's Child. God damn. It would be. And I was like, <laughs> Bro, something out. I should have, because I literally, like. I was like, you should have kept going, because once you would have got, like, the, to the table, you would have known. But you gave up. I gave up. I did. But yeah. It's catered to you. And that's funny that it's catered because before it would, before I even figured it was Beyonce, the first line, I was thinking Carter. But I'm like, I don't listen to anyone named Carter. So I'm like, it can't be Carter. But I wasn't thinking Carter. My head was trying to see Cater. Wow. My ancestors tried. They, they, it was to you. Because that is, and that's what I said. It's the song where they should be doing all this shit. You played, because you know you could have said that. That would have been real easy if you would have did the dinners and slippers. I, I, just, I just started off, I was like, that would be too easy. It would have given give the gap. It would have given it. So I was like, all right. So Damn. Because if you would, and that's the thing, you know I'm a chorus boy, so you really did play me. Because if you would have did the dinners and slippers and so much more, I would have been, and let me cater to you. Because baby, she eats. Okay, anyway, let's move on. I'm sick. I'm upset. I was your secretary. 
and all I have to show for our 11 years of love is two kids? I was like, yo. Embarrassed. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you got the chair. Yes. Okay, yeah, we're we ready. All right, ready. All righty then. So, how was, how has your week been since the last time we reported? Um, I would say my week has been good. My week has been good. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing good this week. Um, your boy's been practicing mindfulness. So I've been having just really good days this last summer and into this school year. You know, I have interesting days every now and again, but we all have, we all have those days. Yeah. You? Yeah. I would say most definitely great. Last week went to a rugby game and I love rugby. So it was just great. Then show until we got to see some of you all and later in the podcast, we're going to talk about who won yes. uh, our giveaway. We want to look out for that. Make sure you listen. Uh, but yeah, it was a great week. Uh, a lot of things to learn. A lot of new revelations I had with myself for sure. Okay, we love revelations. Yeah, hey. and then you know Montero came out, and we're gonna talk about that later. Ooh, but ooh, I enjoyed it too. I'm before glad I'm we talk about Montero and Lil Nas X, okay, and the baby. Oh, what is your favorite thing about being Southern? Hmm. Okay. Wow. Throw me a question. My favorite thing about being Southern, um, we're going to say the food. Well, the like the way we make our food. Okay. Because I say... We make our food interesting, too. We do. We put, like, a heart inside our food. And when I say heart, I really mean calories. Yeah. Um, like, we oh, literally absolutely. put the heart into yeah. our foods. Um, if it's not deep fried, is it Southern? No, it's, no. Okay. <laughs> That's the new slogan. Yeah. Uh, if it isn't butter. Because, um, like, literally, like, the butter that we add to our food, the frying, um, just, like, you know, the way we just make everything our own type of, like, version. Like, Tex-Mex is Tex-Mex. And that's recognized. Yeah, like, for sure. Come on now. So, I would say, yeah, that's my favorite thing about these. Because we just do everything by our own way, especially in our food. And that's just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know I love food. I can I talk about food all day. Oh, you see me. You're a chef. You are. Um, cater to you. Because, baby, <laughs> this is your day. No, I'm joking. Uh, I make the open joke that, like, if I wanted to be a housewife, if I didn't like to work so much, I would be a housewife. Okay. But, you know, all right now I'm just a housewife to myself because. You're too busy being an activist to be a housewife. Look, I like working too much, and I can't stay in the house too long because yeah. I would, I'm gonna really go mad. Uh, but yeah, my favorite thing about being Southern, for sure, has to be Southern hospitality. Okay. Um, ooh, um, stop Siri. talking. Come on, Siri. Um, but for sure, the Southern hospitality because, mm-hmm. as you know, I don't like people in my house one, but when people do come over, you know, I try to do make sure they're welcomed. And like one thing I always do is like, have you eaten today? And I think a lot of people, like, don't realize, like, especially, like, we talk about food, like, food is so centric and so cultural, like, food, like, can bond, like, food isn't just, like, food to me, like, yes, I do need to eat, but, like, it's a moment of my day I have to enjoy, and, like, that's one thing when I realized when I came to college, like, especially, like, eating as a cat, like, I lost so much weight, and it's because when we were eating, we weren't eating, like, oh, like, let's talk, it was, like, I need to eat something so I don't pass out, but I need to go to class right now, Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so, like, I lost a lot of weight because it was, like, you know, when you eat, you know, you're hanging around people, you know, you're laughing, you're smiling and everything, okay. you're eating. but in college, it was most definitely, like, kind of lonely, like, I'm eating right now because I'm starving, but all I got left is ramen because everything is closing off for, like, going to Crossroads, which is, like, across campus at OU. From the dorms. Yeah, no, you definitely give me Southern hospitality for that. So that makes sense. Like yeah. the way, you, oh my God, your house. You can tell you're a Southern hospitality gal because the way your house smells. Like I've never smelled someone's house smell so like 
I guess the word would be clean. <laughs> like, I appreciate that like, actually. <laughs> I really do. You don't understand. Like today, I had to take out the trash, and like it was piling up, and like oh so. I had someone come over last night and I was like, what the fuck? Like, they're seeing trash everywhere. Right. And she was even like, I'm like, I'm sorry, my house is so dirty. Like, it's not dirty. I'm like, it is dirty. Like, it's... No, you say that and there's literally never anything wrong with your room. Anywho. But I was like taking out the trash. And my roommate has a cat. I don't like cats, first of all. Cats don't belong in the house. It's a personal belief of mine. I'm from the country. Cats don't belong in the house. They're outside animals. So I'm like checking out the trash. Because I'm irritated. Because like, when I tell you, I get so frustrated and angry when I see dirt. Yeah, and I so I'm sitting so. here like, what the hell? So I'm taking out the trash. I'm like, no, there's one trash bag. It's like kind of light. I'm like, what's in here? I'm like, oh, it's some liquid in here. And then like, I like stack the trash on top of each other in some boxes. I smell like this is cat litter. Ew. So anyhow, I'm cussing my roommate later because why the yeah. fuck did you have cat litter sitting outside you our park? Yeah. Like all the way to the trash. Yeah. Because your cat can't fucking do it. That's gross. Exactly. Love or that for you. <laughs> exactly. But, yes, I do love a clean home. Because if you have a... I was told as a child, if you have a clean kitchen, you have a clean pussy. And okay. if a bitch has a dirty kitchen... Period. Um, I, I swear, yeah. if I come into your house and you have a dirty kitchen, I'm going to leave. I'm, I Let's get to the kitchen part of our podcast. Yes. Because it's heating up and there's something that's cooking. Time to step into the kitchen, honey. It's a little cold. We need to get a little warm. Oh, me. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's turn on the stove because yes. let's look at what we had last week with the leftovers for sure. Okay. Let's recap a little bit about the Met Gala. So when we recorded last time, the Met Gala was kind of like, you know, towards the end, but we didn't catch everything. But one thing I didn't even realize till Friday, and we were talking about this, you know, we have different views on social media of what we see for the news right and so as many of you know i'm kind of really involved with like understanding activism it's my whole major african African american studies and so at the met gala there's a blm protest and i didn't see it on anybody's social media until like friday until someone was like oh yeah like the met gala protesters for blm wasn't released till like really late till then look and i'm like but why didn't any of the celebrities talk about it? Okay. And I'm like, some of y'all was kneeling. And I'm like, make it make sense. Was it was it just not in your view? Was it was not going on? And it really concerns me because, like, you know, we really count on celebrities, especially in the black community, right? Our celebrities are what kind of hold us or, like, that's what we see as, like, the idols for our, like, community. Right. And so if we see these people here, you know, we had a lot of movement, a lot of, like, shifting and changing. Like, a whole table was bought for black designers. But the acknowledgement of BLM, was it just the protest got kicked off before anybody could see it, you know? And another thing is, Met Gala happened at the Met in New York. And a lot of New Yorkers know, and I didn't know this till like this week, was they kick out all the homeless people. So the homeless people usually stay at the Met until that one time of the year. Okay. And they push them all out, and we know that homelessness is starting to get criminalized more and more. Okay. Which is kind of sad. Because the Met is a museum, though. Yeah, it's a museum. It's right. a public, uh, it's, it's a public, uh, what you call it? It's a public domain. Okay. But people, usually homeless people stay there. Right. But, like, for the Met, they pushed them all out. And so I was like, man, we really should be standing the Met Gala. And the last thing is Nicki Minaj. We talked about her last week, too, yeah. But, see. What happened with Nicki? Look, I think the barbs are now deciding that, you know, maybe you just isn't the stand. Because okay. they agreed with you on the last one. I, I, oh, I, I didn't say about that. Oh, okay. But I think more people are coming to. <laughs> well, I'm saying is like a lot more people come to realization like maybe we shouldn't be standing for Nikki because okay. she was like very anti vax And she mm. talked about how her cousin in Trinidad had gotten the vaccine, was okay. supposed to get married with their fiance, 
where like his testicles got enlarged and his fiance was like, no, we're cutting off the engagement because his testicles are big. And I was like, oh my God. I never heard of a straight woman saying no because of some big balls, but hey. Shit. Look. I'm not a straight woman, but, but I ain't scared. This is the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> Look. The crazy part about this, I don't know nothing about no testes. All I know, I don't, I don't deal with no Shout balls. Yeah, the only ball okay. I deal with is a rugby ball. That's you, all. Yeah, you the L on the LGBTQ line. Look, I don't, I don't deal with none of that. If it ain't plastic, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but real talk, it has caused, like, a State Department problem. Like, they're working with the Trinidadian government to help, like, it's impacted how people see COVID. Wait. Multiple people have this, or just her uncle? No, like, it was just, I her guess cousin. her cousin, it happened to her cousin, but, like, the Trinidadian government's like, actually, this didn't happen, it's, like, false, it's something else. Oh, my God. So, I'm kidding. like, you already, like, messing with COVID. I'm like, the transphobia and this, I'm like, and someone's like, is this your queen? Like, Kill Mark, is this your queen or rap? And everybody's like, it was Queen Latifah in the first place, but, yeah, no. Oh. Uh Damn. And, you know. This tea is good right now. The tea is sweet, ain't it? Because... It's, I hate this. I hate this for us, but also, thank God I'm not on social media. Yeah. Let's get that understood. Um, Jamila, thank you for leading the conversation on the, in the kitchen because you're going to have to walk me into the kitchen. You know this. Look, we gonna, I'm going to sit you down. We gonna, I mean, I'm going to pull you some The hospitality. Tea. There you go. The southern hospitality. Oh, it has to be. Because, you guys, I'm not on social media. I've been off of social media for about five months, so I'm going to be able to bring the perspective every time of being like the honest shocked about hearing this stuff. Because when I saw Nikki and the balls thing, I thought this was like a new rap. Like, I thought it was like a quickie, like, you know, like a little rap, you know, getting ever at someone. I didn't think this was an actual story that was like seriously impacting, especially about the vaccine. So, yeah. thank you for telling me. Thank you for le- giving me another reason to stay off of social media. Yeah. But everyone, all of our listeners, young, old, male, female, non binary, in betweens, intersexual, whatever you might be, Gender is not a thing to somebody. It's else. not a thing to a lot of us out here, considering <laughs> myself. But. If you have a privilege of getting a vaccine, please consider it if you may, because there are people in countries who are at serious disparities and they are really being affected by this virus right now. And they, they're praying for vaccines. And even our, here. Our con- no, even here. And our country is carelessly throwing away cures to this virus. And we still have people who are tragically being taken from us during these times. So um, to each his own. I am a Pfizer princess. Thank you very much. Yeah, same over here. You know, about to get that booster shot too. Give it to me. I said, okay, and I said give it to me. Now, yeah. and that one I am thinking about because I'm just like we don't get boosters for much. At least that quick. Yeah, I don't, I don't get a booster. I don't, I haven't got my booster for tetanus yet. Yeah, so I'm like, do I need my booster for COVID? So here's the thing, right? We're both from Texas. Yeah. And you, I don't know if you remember as a child, but like, if you weren't immunized, like, if you didn't you have your best, you cannot go to school. That's why I'm like, people need to stop tripping because I'm like, you've been getting shots your whole life. I have, like, I remember a lot of times, like, especially at school, they'd be like, can we see your shot record? Like, you we wanna, have to have you it. Have, What's your record? Like, I did not know, like, so I came to Oklahoma, we were like, shots as children. And I was like, yeah, like, I have distinct memories of, like, poop. All right, go back to school. Da, 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 da. Like I've had moments where I was pulled, like on the first day of class, I was pulled out of class, like because I couldn't be there because my shot records weren't updated. And yeah. Like, where's your shot records? We because I had transfer schools or whatever, mm-hmm. and I think like we missed that part. And they were like, "Where are your shot records?" Like, I don't have them. And then like we end up getting them faxed over from my doctor's office, and it turned out I didn't have like appropriate shot. And they were like, "Oh, 
Hi, Miss Campbell. Can you come get Makai? Because he actually doesn't have his shot records up to date and he can't be at school today. Yeah. I had to go to a doctor's office that same day to go get a shot so I could go to school the next day. And if I did not come back with that, it was not going to be able for me to go to school. So I'm like, when people are talking about this, I'm like, honey, if the government really wanted to put something inside of us, they already got Texans at least, I guess. Shit. Who are you telling? I've been getting shots. Do I understand a lot of hesitation in the black community to get vaccines? Yes, for sure. Right, right. We, we know about the Tuskegee experiment. We know about Henry Alex. We know how the government has tested on black people for a very long period of time. Right. You are totally fine in the hesitancy. My thing is this. If you are hesitant to get the vaccine because you are black, I want you to go, like if I was in Houston, I would say go to River Oaks and get the vaccine. That's like the richest part of Houston. Okay. So like if you were in... I guess Dallas, Dallas I go to say, Plano right. and get the vaccine, right? If you lived in Oklahoma, I would tell you to go to like Edmond to go get the vaccine. Wherever you find like the richest people are, they're giving out free vaccines. Go there because I promise you, the governors are gonna try to put a tracking device in his friends that donate to his campaign. Okay. So, but in other words, like Nikki and stuff, I'm like, ma'am, read a book. You got all that money and can't read a book, or have it read to you. Have all that influence on all that platform. If you don't want to read a book, make a post and ask for a doctor that can help explain it. Not just get on there and start talking. I'm sorry. I think people just have too much faith in Facebook, and I'm like, Ooh. release yourself, release yourself from the shackles, my friend. <laughs> and I really think it's like it's really drawing on me, right? Because like now Pfizer has just said that you know five to eleven year olds can take the vaccine. Yeah. And it's like that's so many that's so good, but because like a lot of the new cases of COVID that we're seeing the spikes in is kids. They don't have to, they can't get the vaccine. Mm. And so I was like, you, you were talking about kids, you know. I don't, personally, I have no urgency to have kids. I grew up in a large family. But mm. kids are disgusting. Oh, they are. Kids are disgusting. <laughs> I, I know this since I was a child. Kids are yeah. disgusting. Fuck them kids. But in this situation, yeah. not. You know? Because right. I want the babies to live, we you know? Because I need social security. But. Damn. Really? <laughs> 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 but. Still, like, when I think about it, I'm like, dang, the kids, like, I don't like kids either, but y'all letting these kids die. Like, these are the future of America. Like, we're almost at a million people have died because of COVID. And kids will cough. That's the thing. Kids don't know the COVID. They will... Look. <coughs> like. They're going to tilt their head up just so they get a good clearing. I'm like, these kids, like, they don't know no better. They don't. And then, like, they're still, like, think about the kids who are living in a pandemic. Like, you know, they haven't touched somebody else besides their parents in so long. Right. I get to see little JJ. I haven't seen little JJ in two years. Me, oh. guess what? Little little JJ got a mask. That Spider Man. Guess what? I got a transform. Look at switch him up. Because <laughs> why would I see kids doing this? Exactly. Like think about kids. Like if they find out they're the same shoe size, guess what they gonna do? Switch shoes. Okay. We was doing that till middle school, high school. We do it in college now. Well, my feet. I wear a size 13 in men, so that's not really a possibility for me anymore. But I'm glad you have that privilege. Amen to you. No, I don't wear a size 11 in women's, please. Oh yeah, you're struggling too. Yeah. So cancel that. If you're a lucky person, you get to change shoes still. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. <laughs> but that's going on to our next thing. More positive note. Montero. Yes. Lil Nas X has had the baby, y'all. The baby drop. And guess what? The baby ain't here because he got a feature with Elton John, Meg Thee Stallion, Doja Cat. Okay. And let me tell you, that album, that album, we posted on our Twitter. Yes. Who do you think is going to win album of the year? And so we have Donda with Kanye West. Okay. We have Started by Loverboy by Drake. All right. We have Montero by Lil Nas X. And Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler Creed. Now, a lot of people are expecting Kendrick's album. But that last 
Kendrick feature has me kind of a little shaking. I don't know if he's going to do anything with that. But a lot of the people, I think now we're going to look at Lil Nas X album because it's, it's mainstream. It's for sure for the mainstream. But I still will call it art. What do you think about it? I really like the album. Like, no question. I think I agree with you when you say that he brought, like, you know, art artistry to mainstream. Like, I appreciate when I, I don't listen to albums like, songs like individual songs often especially when they first drop mm-hmm. i'll just listen to it like straight through just so i can kind of get a feel for like what the artist was feeling sometimes you know it's how the producers wanted it to be but whatever it is um it sounded like he was telling the story as it should be when you make an album let alone your debut album because this is his debut album i'm guessing yes yeah. the last one was an ep yeah seven was an ep okay seven was an ep so this is a debut album like you need to tell a story and i think artistry was done correct for him because he made, like you said, bops. He has really good features. But also, I was able to enjoy the songs and also get the message out of it. Like, he told some things about his life and some some, some stories and some issues he's been through that not only helped build the album, but I would say build, like, him as a brand and helped me, like, really... I, I feel like he made, like, the Gay Boys album I always wanted growing yeah, up. Yeah, for like, sure, for sure. Oh, my God. Like, thank you. I get to sing these songs. Like, straight people, y'all don't realize how good y'all have it. Y'all, every song, every album is like this for y'all. This is the first album I've been able to sing with the artist and know that he's singing and he's imagining the same things I am. He's imagining some some, some tougher hands holding his hand in the sunlight because he want a nigga just like I do. And that's on Here's my thing, right? And we, we kind of talked about this last week, right? Yeah. And we're going to really get into because the kitchen's getting hot today. We were talking yeah. about this, right? Lil Nas X has a total controversy, not just because of him. Mm-hmm. Not really controversy, but people, especially the black community, have a problem like, like with the baby being homophobic. He didn't really say anything. People were like, why won't you say anything? And then with Boosie being just all up in this man's business. At 5 a.m. in the morning, you think about somebody else. No, think about somebody else. It's five morning. in the morning, okay. and he all be tweeting about Lil Nas X, a grown man. That's the new vibe. <laughs> a, a grown man, and you know one thing I realized, Boosie, Lil Nas X is bigger than Boosie. First off, let's start there. Yeah. Because Boosie is most definitely like regional, very much like just for the black folk. Very culturally. But when we talk about the baby, and then Lil Nas gets Elton John on his album. I really think he let the album speak for us. He was like, I'm not tweeting anything right now. I'm not, like, a lot of people were, like, saying he fell off because he was, like, not really, like, tweeting or active as he was on social oh, media. Oh, you said, okay, you, you tripping me out because you said the baby and you're talking about the baby Montero. Yeah. Every time you said, I, when you said that, man, I thought you were about the baby because we said the oh, yeah, baby and Elton John. Oh, yeah, when I was talking about, yeah, what the baby and Elton John and then Elton John gets on his album. Oh, okay. I'm just like, I see what you did. I yeah. Did. <laughs> so, like, the baby, the actual artist, you know, right. we talked about last week. Hey, he was with Elton, he got canceled. He got Canceled. Messes up his reputation. Now Elton John is on the baby Montero. Got yes, Got, okay. and he's actually on the album, and so I really think like this album is great. And when you're talking about you know Lil Nas X is mentioned now, he's not the first gay rapper out here. You know we could talk about like our future with like Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator, but that's a whole a totally yeah. different sound. I think when we talk about album of the year, that's why we call me if you get lost, kids kind of confused because it's like you know. I think Tyler is bisexual. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Please, somebody tell me if I'm wrong. But Tyler's bisexual. Mm-hmm. And when Frank first came out, people were like, oh, Frank is, like, 
openly bi or slash, you know. Yeah, it was a lot of issues. We didn't get it. We didn't know what was but, going on, so he made his Tumblr post. Yeah. He, he made the Tumblr post, though. It clarified, but yeah. it took a minute for it to come out. Yeah. But one thing we even remember that, right? Like, those these moments in rap where we do see, like, this homophobia, like, with Eminem. Okay. Right? And we see, like, the Boos- with Boosie and oh, Baby, yeah. the actual artist. And so it's kind of, like, bringing us to the point of, like... It's still a thing. Yeah. Seriously, like, because that's all recent events. Goodness, that's horrible. Yeah. And one thing I want to say, like, I'm really happy for Lil Nas X. And I'm really happy for the everybody who, men loving men, you know, people with, you know, doing those things. Having an actual album, because I know I have, like, Cash Page. I have um, Sid. I have Kalani. Um, I have Young Ma, like you know the gay right. girls, you know Queen Latifah. If you want to play with it a little bit in the brat, right? They weren't out then, but they yeah. were still who they were. I and we're gonna have to get into like women in rap, especially we were talking a lot about Nicki. We're gonna talk about it different, but today, and it's kind of leading to our main focus. Yeah, homophobia and rap, especially for men. Mm-hmm. Now, I, we know women are important. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. And the transphobia is off the walls. Yes, but today. To make it simple, because we don't have that much time left, let's talk about homophobia, homonegativity in rap, in the larger version, the larger scope, as well as specifically when it comes to men. Because I think it's when we're talking about women, it's different, right? No. Because like when we talk about like Nicki's first part, it was like the bisexuality, it kind of like the play into it, and then Kalani's like it's fetishized. Yes. But when it comes to like Men. men, right. You know, you go back to the 90s album, it's like, I be damn. Um, Even J. Cole has has a few lyrics. You're like, damn, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, for you, because you are a gay man. A gay man. When you listen to Montero, yeah. you said it's kind of like the first time you actually felt yourself within the album, right? What do you think this does for, like, young gay black men? Or just young gay men in general? Um... I would say a breath of relief more than anything. Like, finally, we're getting a chance to not only have music be made, but I think it's important, like you mentioned earlier, that, and I mean, no cap, no cap, like, truly, like, Little Nas has exceeded so many bars. He has, like, raised the standard in terms of, like, <clears throat> excuse me, the culture that we're seeing and, like, or what, the change we're seeing in the culture around homosexual or LGBT or queer people, you know, however you want to, like, say the, the groundbreaking way Lil Nas is doing it, like, he's bringing our issues and our identity in a light that normally we're not able to be recognized. Yeah. And I think that's what it's doing for the kids. Like, it's showing that we can occupy spaces that we're normally not recognized in. Mm-hmm. And I think right now that's so important because we have so much momentum behind, you know, a lot of the queer movements happening, a lot of the like, you know, just general social activism, social justice movements. Like, we need the kids, all kids, especially the queer boys, especially the queer black boys. We need all of them to know that like, just cause you don't exist in a space today doesn't mean you can't be in a space tomorrow. Yeah. And that's what inspires me, a lot of it, truly. Because like I said, those songs, I never heard a song where I'm like, I know he really is, like he feels this right now with me. Like, are we thinking about the same type of guy? Probably not, but. I know that like he's saying the pronouns and I don't have to change them. Yeah. Or I'm not singing with a female artist and me knowing that like 
when she's talking about getting her pussy a she's literally talking about getting her pussy a you know i don't have that moment. yeah so she says that i kind of have to be like <laughs> <laughs> this little tutu like this tutu because i'm just like yeah cool but yeah i would think it, it gives gives us a different type of encouragement to feel like we can do anything at least for me yeah for sure and i think that's validated right and I, I love watching Lil Nas X succeed. Because yes. one thing about it is, like, he's, he's kind of like, he's, he's actually our age, right? No, he is. He, he's our age. He references it to us, like, you know, he's talking about us. And it's kind of hard looking at it because, like, you see Boosie coming after him. You see all these people. And I'm really glad he's mainstream because one thing I worry about, like, is Bobby Light. Right. Oh, yes. Like, there's other gay rappers out right. there. And he for doesn't sh- get known. And Bobby Light isn't like that, though. Uh, can what? we say it's because of like okay yeah 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 okay. but like, I, like when we're talking about like, actual quality like gay people out there right, in the media right. like, it's first of all hard to be openly gay right and say hey I'm doing this openly gay still get support okay cool openly gay still has support still producing quality music that is a part about a part in representing their identity that's that's a lot to ask for and he's doing and it. He's doing it. Now, can I say the toll is going to take on him? Oh, I won't. I see no problem with him ever taking a break. Him being like, yep, you know what? I'm going to just pack this little, my old town road, and just go chill for a second. Mm-hmm. That's totally cool. But when I see this album, I really like it. Now, is it, does it beat Tyler, the creator? And one thing I want to talk about is we know there's already openly bisexual, gay people like Keishonada, um, a lot of people from Camp Vlogna, All Future type of vibes. Mm-hmm. But like, understand that's alternative music. That That's a different vibe, right? That's your Afro-punk vibes. We're talking about Lollapalooza, you know, what is it? Coachella vibes right now. Right. And so one thing I love about Lil Nas X is he's pushing something in a place where we don't usually see them. Like, I could talk about gay men artists and alternative rap, then that's what Tyler's creating with Call Me If You Get Lost. Right, and, right. You know, he, he beat out DJ Khaled on the streams. But Montero is just like this just different piece of art for him that I think we just need to stand in the mind. And I think it's going to be one of those things, you know, eventually when BET gets their homophobia and transphobia together and it actually starts addressing and actually working on unlearning and teaching the community to, like, accept gay people, right? I feel like Lil Nas X is one of those, like, Lifetime Achievement Awards winners. Like, hey, oh, yeah. like, yeah. when we go back and look back, we're going to see, like... He's winning one of those eventually. I can tell you that. Yeah, he like, he doesn't even have to, like... Even if he's, like, one album, like, Lauryn Hill. Okay. He still has, like, really done well. I think if he wants to pack up his back says, I'm done with this, I don't think he is. No, but he's more of his sleeve. Oh, for he sure. More than him. He does. But if he wants to say, this is where I stopped my career. He's already done enough. And I think I really respect him for that. I tip my hat to him on this. Like, I really love it. Because especially with the homophobia and rap and then how it transcends black community, right? We're both right. two gay white people yes. from the South, yes. from Texas. I grew up Catholic and Methodist. So that's an experience, mm. right? So even to see somebody who loves like me, who I can be like, yeah, you know, that's kind of how I love or understanding the intersectionality. And we even talked about this, right? Like, what if he pops out with a white boyfriend? What are we going to do? Or, like, if he pops out with a black boyfriend, what are we going to do? Right. Because I know the controversy is going to be... Like, let's say... If, He's not going to win either way. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, I know you can't win because I'm in that situation, right? Like, no matter who I date, I pop out with, it's like, really? Like, oh, like who? that's who you popping out with? Like, I'm single right now. I, I ain't in a relationship. But I just know, like, especially when you pop out, like, 
in main culture, black culture for sure. Well, it's kind of different on my side because I'm a lesbian. People fetishize it, but if you're a black gay man, everybody's already like you're already seeing in the media black people not taking it well. Now you're like, all right, here, and I really love this. I don't give a fuck. I'm just laugh about it attitude, which I know he's crying at home about. Cause <laughs> right. shit, I would too. It's okay. No, cause you have to keep your face straight in front of them. But yeah. that shit would. I can. I know that shit has to eat at your spirit eventually. Cause it's like you can't win for anything. Yeah. I think his boyfriend now is black though. I mean. I think that's the one he was like doing the whole like mouth moment with. Why am I saying mouth moment? Oh my god, am I scared to say black men were kissing on camera? <laughs> Look, because ah! if you saw him kissing somebody on camera, they're like, oh my god, okay. he's kissing somebody. I'm like. And I will say, I, I'm glad he is doing stuff like that because we need to see it. Because even I, as a gay black man who I bet it's like kiss men, things of that nature, like, it still was like, I mean, it was weird for me to see it on yeah. camera in such a mainstream sense. Like, I knew, like, that was a big stage and he was really like out there doing that. I commend him for it because I remember. No, bravery. Thank you. Look, because I'll be walking down the street. I- I'll tell this story now. So when I was first came to OU, yeah. I was dating a bunch of women, still hoeing and everything. Okay. So when I started actually, like, okay, I'll, I used to be a hoe in another life. I'm still kind of in my hoe, but you know, that's a different story. That's a different story, different day. Yeah. We're, we're not going to talk about the word hoe. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, that'll be but a really like, good episode. That's sheesh. <laughs> but just getting to the point, like, I was, like, starting to get serious with people, right? And I remember I was out, and, like, I never really did PDA. Mm. And then I got to Oklahoma, I'm like, I'm already black, and I'm gay. And so I was on this date, this girl was really cute, and I was like, oh, I want to kiss her. So she tries to kiss me, and I'm like, skirt. I swerve. And she's like, do you not like me? And it's like, are you really even gay, bitch? Look! <laughs> look! I'm like, if this isolate don't tell you something, it's here! But I was just like, I'm scared. I'm I, I was and even now like even when I do it now like even show any uh, like PDA to any partner I have right. regardless of where I'm like I'm in Houston Oklahoma whatever so I'm so scared that someone's gonna like come up behind me hit my head with, with a brick it happens to someone and it, it you know you hear horror stories about that stuff and like luckily for me it's only been some eye rolls in the Waffle House but like especially at night I'm just like I'd be like all right we gotta get home. Cause it's like and I feel like I live in the 1960s. I was like, all right, I gotta get back to no, the outside of town yeah, where this is kind of. Yeah. Cause I don't know if it's on OU's campus. I ain't nobody gonna kiss them. Like, they must kiss on me. Who, who knows? Who cares? Right. But like, if I like went to like Bricktown or like I'm on Mainstream right. in Norman or like on the other side of Norman, I'm like, yeah, I can't stay here too long. I gotta go. Like, yeah. it's, we better just act like we just good friends. Cause, and it's like to see him on stage kissing somebody so boldly. I, I personally like, damn, like that takes courage. Cause I know. Okay. It like there's somebody like me or somebody like you know had that same experience of like kissing our partners in public is such an act of protest or just openly loving each other period even to say the statement or even to say that we like people who are same gender right is like an act of protest so i'm here for it i love little nice thank you little nice for the work you are doing and the movement you are creating in media and in culture we appreciate you for sure is a hoe, but she got taste. Got taste. <laughs> She's a hoe, but I got taste. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was the main meal. But let's talk about the sugar in your tank this week. Yes, we're gonna see. Yeah, so what's the sugar in your tank this week? The sugar in my tank this week is the day of recording. It is a full moon, everybody. Ooh. Get your crystals ready. Write down your manifestation. I got my crystals in a full moon. Because you should. Like, Play the salon. 
Oh my the Erica Badu. Yes. Light up the sage. I have my incense ready. And meditate. I'm about to meditate when I go home. I'm definitely, I'm excited. My um, my good Gemini sister and I, Adriana, are supposed to be doing like our little, um, our spread. Like, you know, our tarot spread, I think, with our with her deck she has. Okay. So it's, it's, I don't even think it's an actual tarot deck, but it's like one of those like affirmation decks or yeah. whatever. So we're going to do that. And I've been manifesting some some, some things and some things mm-hmm. have been coming through. I've been a magic maker. I yeah. have. I've manifested some some really good opportunities in my life, and I'm hoping that this full moon gives me a new charge mm-hmm. on my magic because I really think I think the divine has been giving me signs for something, mm-hmm. and I'm just praying that if it is a sign that it follows through, and if not, it's okay. Yeah, you know, even if that's something I would say to everyone, I, I'm going to be you know your your, your spirituality spirituality wellness person on this podcast and if we manifest something this full moon and it doesn't come true that doesn't mean it isn't coming that just means that this full moon just needed a little more help from our other sisters so we're gonna have to take a couple more lunar cycles but guess what all your manifestations are coming your way yeah i, I see that I i'm see so that. happy my if you can't tell my sugar is so my tea is so sweet there's a lot ready. of sugar in your tank right it's now sugar. i'm hyper for it i'm ready for it for those not you? from the south sugar in your tank is a reference to like a little bit of you're gay you're gay you're gay yeah like you got some shit he got some shit in his thing like i hate it but like i'll ask my friends i'm like <laughs> me remember when i was asking about that friend of yours yeah yeah and i was like y'all think he got any shit in his thing <laughs> i was like sh- down i really think you do though mm, maybe is he not i have to remember what friend you're talking about because there's a lot of friends you've been like jamala Okay. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, sugar in a tank is that's the reference. Um, if you ever put sugar in a gas tank, you understand that it, it runs a little bit different. So yeah. that's also the reference. Yeah. But <laughs> I know last week you gave all your, your big three. Yes. So I'll give my big three. Okay. I'm a Virgo, Taurus, Virgo moon. Virgo moon. No, Virgo sun. Okay. Taurus moon. Okay. Scorpio rising. Oh. Yeah. My life is different. No, that's why I like you. Your Scorpios are rising yeah. and I'm a Pisces. So oh. I get along with my other water signs and I love Scorpio women. Look, it's spicy over here. Um, <laughs> and that's also why I like to keep my place clean. Cause yes, it, that makes sense. I, I really hope you understand that your house smells clean when I walk in. That hurt. That, that touched my soul. I'm glad. That touched really my does. soul. Like, it's almost as if, like, I'd be like, is this bitch playing like fabric softener on the wall or what? <laughs> like, why does it smell so good in here? Uh, that's crazy because I feel like I need to do a lot of deep cleaning soon. But yeah. What about your sugary tank? What's sugary? So it's also a full moon. Um, I love that. I really do love the moon. Yeah. Um, one thing I, that draw me to Oklahoma, weird enough, is I was walking down South Dover and I were like doing the long tour. Okay. And I could see the stars at night. And I usually don't see that in Houston. No, you don't. Because of light pollution, pollution period. Yeah, smog. And so like, I don't see it unless I go to the country. So one thing I always admire when I'm here is the fact that I can look up in the sky and see the stars. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. Real. Oh, my gosh. She's wholesome. Now you're serving my tea. Oh, my life. Oh it's fine. It's fine. But the sugar in my tank this week, it really has been like rugby. Okay. Um, so with the pandemic, because Ruby's high contact, yeah, um, we full stop. Like nobody's playing. Um, really? Yeah. Unless you're like high performance, like training for the Olympics, you you weren't supposed to be playing rugby. Interesting. So like this year, I've been getting back into it and training again. And last week, the guys were playing. The OU men's rugby team was playing, and I saw a lot of people from who played rugby. And like That's the community, so I went with a friend. 
uh, they had never been there before, like never experienced rugby, and they were like, "You're like a different person out here." And I'm like, "Yeah, I love it." And it's just like I never realized how yeah. much I miss because rugby is a sport for sure, but like rugby clubs together, like regardless if. You know, you just met ten minutes ago. It's like, oh, you play rugby? Like, yeah. oh, let's go get a beer. Like, let's talk. Let's yeah. let's sit and talk about life. Like, it's that energy. Like, everybody's so friendly and so nice. And like, just to be back in that situation with like everybody, the kids and the dogs. I missed it. I missed it so much. And that's the chicken my tank this week. And actually, there's a game this week in OKC. So most definitely look out on my socials that you'll see more of that. I love but, this for you. Like that makes so much sense. Yeah, I love rugby so much. Ah, that's the sugar in my tank this week. Okay. And it's also a full moon, so I've been feeling weird already. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's been a weird, yeah. That's why I'm like, I know something. I'm like, I have to use this energy and manifest it for something good and something sweet for me. Yeah. Because it's, I want to say, it's a special, one, it's a special moon because everyone's acting weird and it's just a full moon. But it's a special full moon for me because it's the full moon in Pisces. Oh. So this is my full moon. So okay. I'm like, this is my time to really, it's probably why I'm so dreamy and feeling like so romantic about everything. Medicine man. Yeah, very medicine mom, very medicine mom. But I'm like, I have to get it. I have to use this. Yeah. Like, this is my time, you know? I'll be like, ding! Yes. Y'all catch me next time on this podcast, and I'll be like, period. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Makai is very much spiritual. More, more in touch with spiritual. I, I'm in touch with spiritual, but more in like the studying it in like African diaspora side. So mm-hmm. I can see him be like, well, we can trace that back to like African spirituality and yes. such and such. Yeah. That's how I understand spirituality. But Makai most definitely is like an actual participant. And I just do it for the research because. Yeah, I'm just in it because I swear, like, every lesbian is like, oh, like, what's your chart? <laughs> and I'm like, here's my chart. I have to understand this because, like, no joke. Bitches be like, what's your chart? Send it to them. I, I've literally lost matches yeah. on Tinder because bitches been like, "Oh no, it's too much in your chart. You have too much Virgo." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "What do you want to do with that?" Oh, you're a Scorpio. I can't do it. Like Taurus. Like, what is what's is going on with your three? And I'm like, "That's just who I am." Because that energy, it brings a combination. Yeah. Some girls get really attracted. Like, "Ooh, you're successful." So like, let me know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, hold on, bitch." It's a good three if you're willing to put up with your bullshit. All like, right, now you have bullshit. Your your tell your top three tells that, but also you tell that you you be. I don't have bullshit. I just got some stuff I got to work through. And I'm in therapy, so. Amen. I'm so in therapy, so hot five. Look. Black people in therapy. Yes. Yeah, because we traumatized. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and we need to get healing from our trauma, okay? <laughs> Amen. All right. So. But we're not talking about bad news because we have something super, super exciting for all of our followers. Yes. So. As many of you know, we're at Show and Tell. Yes. Shout out to everybody who bought us for Show and Tell. Thank you for listening. Y'all were looking good, by the way. Oh, me. Oh I was like, give me vibes. I said, come here. Give me like 80s, 70s Vixen. Look here. Give me that Soul Train. Of course, most of the guys were giving 90s, but I can't cap because I was too, so. <laughs> I was giving something with overalls. That's all I got to say. But that shirt did come up later that night. I would feel like that was just like whatever the oldest decade was, that was you, you know. 60s? Okay. Yeah, because I feel like they were wearing 60s. We had farmers in the 60s. I was giving much farmer John. You were giving farmer only, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Farmersonly.com. It's crazy because I'm really built like up in the country. All right. Yeah, so. Anyway. That's <laughs> why I can't take this man seriously. Really I talk about cater to you, and then now you over here about to really try to cater to me. I think about that chicken again. Yeah. Oh anyway, who won, Jamila? Who won? And this is how you know I'm something because people are like, when you cooking again? Um, so on Instagram, yeah, we got a lot of followers. Thank you to all for those who are following. Yay. Hope you're listening. Hi. 
So you have a week to claim your prize. If you don't come with a leak, guess what? We're going to go on to the next Instagram follow who can win. Uh-oh. But you got to be following us. You got to listen. You got to claim it. You got to be listening to this episode right now. Yeah. Are you winning? I am. Who are you? Okay. Drum roll. <laughs> Alan Drake underscore. So Alan, A-L-A-N, Drake. Drake like the rapper underscore. What? Do you know Drake, Alan? If you know Drake, take let, a picture of me and see. Please, I hope they let us know. Please, take it. No. You can't claim the prize. If I find out you know Drake, take a picture of me and send it to that nigga. Thank you. He's like, well, well, Alan. Why should Drake just be his like middle name or something? Is that a common name? Yeah, Drake is actually a common name. Is it? Yeah. I've never met a Drake before. I met a, actually, no. I met someone whose last name was Drake. And it was funny. Cause yeah. It was, it's, like, last, it's a common last name. Oh, so yeah. why is it his first? You know, people like maybe that's his first and last name. Maybe that's their first and last name. Uh, we're talking about the actual. We're talking about the person that won the contest now. Oh, uh, the actual rapper. I have no idea. Maybe Wait, that know. might be Alan Trent. Wait, are we saying his whole government name or podcast? I, that's this his. Is, that's, this is that's Instagram. That's yeah. their name. That's their name. That's oh, their yeah. Instagram. So, oh, they have their pronouns. I apologize. Yeah, we respect they're... pronouns on this podcast, everyone. If a person gives you the pronouns, appropriately use them. Please. Much apologies. Yes, they use they them theirs pronouns. Yeah, and they enjoy miniature golf course. Catch oh. them; they're they're, they're a tourist okay. as well. I'm I'm, I'm 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 advertising for you, Alan. I'm sorry. Thank you, friend. We're gonna get you. I so, mean, almost had a thousand followers. A thousand? Almost had. Alan, you're doing oh almost yeah. You're doing better than me. Can you shout me out, Alan? Yeah, for sure. Let us know. Hope you listen. You got a week to claim it. Let us know. DM the podcast. If you know Alan, send him this link. He obviously knows about us, but in case he isn't listening, make sure he gets us. Yeah. Hope you have cash out, because that's how it's going to get sent to you. Yay! Money, money, money! All right. We're going to be coming right back, and then we're going to do about the longest goodbye. All right. So you know how, like, you be leaving a party or something, leave your friend's place, and you get up, and it's like, all right, girl, I'm going to start heading out. And like, all right, y'all. And then y'all still, like, talk for 15 minutes, and you finally get to the door. And it's like, oh, yeah, sis, da, 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 da. Now okay. 30 minutes has passed by since right. he said he's about to leave. Right, Not me and, and my friends, I leave when I'm ready to go, but the grandma wave is what yeah. you're talking about. Okay, I got so you. So, like, you know, we still talking, you know, you basically backing out and y'all still talking and stuff. Yeah. And so right. I, okay. I feel like that's a real Southern thing, right? It is, no And question. that's not really a name for it. People in the like don't have driveways. I like that. What? Like, not, not all of them, like, obviously, like, some places where they're, like, sub, like but people in the North, like, where they're, like, their houses don't have driveways. Like a lot oh. of them have like. Ooh. Yeah. What privacy do they have? Oh, I guess they don't have yards either. No, they don't. That's the thing. Like they have yards, and if they do have something to drive into, it'll be like a back garage. But like a lot of them don't have front yards or driveways like that. Ooh, that's nasty. So it is a southern thing, quite literally. Wow. What that froze? Yeah, cause I most definitely like you know everybody like, kind of had a yard, even an apartment. Like you know, got a lot of yard. Ooh. Oh. But yeah, so the southern thing of <laughs> you're so disgusted. That's hilarious. I mean, I guess. I mean, if that's how they live in. I mean, what if they want to do in New York? Y'all got Nikki anyway, so y'all can y'all can go deal with her. Yeah, keep her, her right now. But we're gonna call it the longest goodbye. The longest goodbye. I love and it. so what I want to talk about, and this is the theme of it, is what's something you've been holding on to this week that you're like slowly letting go of. So one thing I've been holding on but like slowly letting go is, mm-hmm. so like last week I went to show and tell, and a lot of people were like, where have you been? Where have you been? Da, 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 da. Recently I resigned from our position as co-director of Bert, 
And so, like, slowly, like, I'm letting, like, choosing my passions and life um, that are outside of you. Like, I've dropped kind of all my student organizations and said, all right, I'm going to start choosing stuff I want to do, like this podcast, right? right. And like, choosing the passions I want to chase. And I think I'm like, that's my longest goodbye is, like, all right, I'll see y'all at, like, one event a year, one Saturday. Y'all may catch me at a rugby game. But, like, after that, it's, like, the longest goodbye. Like, all right, see y'all later. Slowly backing out. And I really enjoy it actually. Like I'm, I'm like everyone's like you look so rested and you're done, yeah. and, like happy. I'm like hell yeah, cause I'm not stressed about what you niggas are gonna do tomorrow. Okay. So that's the longest goodbye I have right now. It's like cause I'm constantly like every time I go to campus, it's like, where have you been? And I'm like, minding my business and in therapy. Amen. I love that. Yeah. What about you? My longest goodbye. I guess I'll take a take a note from you, and I would say my longest goodbye would be something personal that I'm like kind of like trying to get get with for myself and get for myself um saying my longest goodbye to the old Makai that just mm. that used to I uh, y'all said we're, we're being honest this is a podcast we're always gonna have to be transparent um saying goodbye to like the romanticizing like that I just did for everything mm. like I would easily romanticize any amount of attention any like kind gesture like I would think it would be something romantic and the truth is some people are being nice and some people are dead as like not being anything but what they are you know yeah. so um learning to do that learning into really having that space for myself to just like protect my own energy and just like it's new for me I call it the long I would say it's the longest goodbye because I've just grown up as that that helps yeah. romantic of a child like you know everything's always been romantic for me so just having that moment where I actually am like no, that is not what that is, Makai. People are just people. Or no, of course a nigga holds the door open for you. He wants to look at your ass because it's fat. Period. <laughs> Period. But I also have a question about that then. What's and up? maybe we can like answer this later. Maybe in another episode. Maybe, maybe. next week. Mm-hmm. Drop it on me. Okay. As a baby gay, right? As a baby gay. Coming out of the South. Yes. One thing we know is like it's hard. Like even when, especially if you're coming from a family that's not, not really accepting. Right. right? And like we like we talk about Lil Nas X is like now showing love publicly on how right. how we love as like queer people. Right. One thing I've always heard of like love bonding. One or love bombing, excuse me. Love bombing. Yeah. Okay. And then two, like you said, over romanticizing everything or like the feelings that we have for people, especially like we call it the baby gay phase. For those of you who are like not really aware of the queer community, yes. baby gay is like a person who like newly come out or like has like newly like came into like their identity yes so like for example yeah like you you just started figuring out like oh i want to wear rainbows publicly right so like the baby gay phase is like oh my god like i can do all these things and be gay the baby gay phase yeah because they're like bright eyed bushy tailed and like they haven't got their heart absolutely shattered yet do you think that's a part of the baby gay phase that you're not just getting over I would say it's a good step in it. I wouldn't say it is like full for it though, just yeah. because it's teaching teaching me less about my identity as a gay man and just more so about my identity as just like an individual. Okay. And I feel like a big reason why I have such a hard time breaking through that is because I'm a gay man. Okay. Just because, you know, I don't have that moment in like I don't have I don't have media, I don't have society, I don't have culture in any way reinforcing besides what we're seeing with Lil Nas now I don't have any type of other reinforcement that tells me that like 
the romanticization I want or I desire is possible. Yeah. So as a kid growing up, the only way I was actually able to have that was if I imagined it, you know, because it wasn't ever going to be real to that Makai. We got to dive into that. Right? So now I'm like, I'm not romanticizing it in that way anymore because I know it's possible, but I know that right now it's unhealthy for me to continue to romanticize every little thing because I'm at an age now where my feelings can actually get hurt now. Yeah, like people can actually take advantage of because niggas ain't shit. Of my niceness, niggas and bitches ain't shit. You know, people are people, and we all have we all have some issues we're working through. And sometimes we involve other beings that we don't need to get in our messy life. Sometimes, and I got into some messy shit that I didn't need to be a part of. But okay, God shook me. He said, "Wake your ass up, nigga." Then I woke up and. Now I'm excited because, like I said, we're manifesting new things, new opportunities. I have this podcast with my really good friend, Jamila. If y'all can see my facial expressions right now, I'm like, nigga, really? Because <laughs> the way he just did that voice, I was like, wow, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we can switch it up. But look, going deep hurts, but don't fucking forget, nigga. Anyway. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, that's a lot of character. <laughs> That's a southern. That's a, that's a very southern thing to say. That's that's, that's a, lot. a lot of character. You look at that baby got a personality, don't he? <laughs> well, now we, some words right there. I cannot. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening to our episode two of the other southerners. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and make sure you share this podcast with your friend, and make sure you tag us. When you're listening, tell us what you want to hear. Do you feel the way what we talked about? How you feel about Lil Nas X, right? Tell me, tell me what you're thinking. How you feel about homophobia and rap? Next week, we're gonna be talking about something, but you gotta come back. And I'm pretty sure maybe we should talk about the baby gay face. Maybe we should. Mm. Maybe and yeah, John could come back for that one. Okay, we might because we are missing our good brother John in the first pew this episode. You know what? I'm at. I'm about to find somebody who's like identifies as also as like woman loving woman. Okay. Hop on that episode. We need to have that, yeah. Because who, baby? Maybe a, preferably a film. Because yeah. I know I'm mas- I'm very masculine presenting, but who, child? I bet it's a moment. I know a lot of a lot of the gays are gonna be like, I'm gonna just say get ready. Get ready. Cause we gonna have to dive into it. Okay. We might have found we might have found our next episode. Then. Well, yeah. First, the baby gays. Yeah. Who, child? Hey, and also if you're still here. I have some special news if you're still listening to this episode right now. You guys, we had a giveaway going for our hashtag, but sadly, you guys maybe not didn't hear us because we weren't loud enough. So I'll get a little extra close to the mic so you can hear my voice really ASMR. close and really sexy. Oh, we have a giveaway going. If you use our hashtag, hashtag the other southerners, yep. you're going to be entering into a giveaway for $10. Ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. Is that for white chicks? What? Ten dollar. No. Oh. Was it? That sounded. I haven't seen it in a long time. It could be. We got to watch next episode. We will. But um, so you guys, come get that money. We have ten dollars on the line. All you have to do is use the hashtag. The other southerners. Tell us what you want to hear in the podcast. Tell us if you're enjoying it. Anything like right now. Me and Jamila are the only ones using it, so we're going to keep our dollars right now, of course. But Look, don't tell me to keep my money. If you're the only one using the hashtag, guess what? You just got it, but you have to be using the hashtag in order to get it. So you'll only have to find out if you got that on the next episode. Alan Drake, if you're still listening, please make sure you get to us so we can get you your little...
Are we gonna use your Bitcoin to somebody else? We will give your Bitcoin to somebody else, Alan. We need you to claim it, you guys. We're, 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 we're trying to get back to our followers. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to episode two. Of the other Southerners, cause if the sweet ain't, if the tea ain't sweet, it ain't Southern. Mm-mm-mm. Baby, Mm-mm. we love you guys. We'll Thank catch you, you next time. Bye.